You're listening to Fuck's Given. The one about our sex life 10 years ago versus now. Hello, Florence. Hello, Reed. How's it going over there in London town? It's going okay. We've started this episode, like, what, three times now? <laughs> the tech issues that nobody the sees tech. or hears. <laughs> the- it's been, it's been a lot. We've actually done something super cheeky as well. And there's been another like whole week in between when we last recorded. So a lot has happened so since naughty. the last recording. And now, shit. but this mm-hmm. episode will be us getting back up to date, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. Shit has gone down in the last, like what? Like in the last month? Oh and... Because we had we had our little break and now we're back. And then we had like another week break. It Honestly, we have too many updates. We're, again, we're going to have to separate them. So too there many. is going to be even more coming in the next episodes. Even more, even more. And I don't even know if we're ever going to catch up with ourselves. We might, we might never catch up. You know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with us saying crazy fuck stories and like shit about relationships and life. And until yeah, yeah maybe we'll save the cows it. Come home. <laughs> maybe we'll save it to like when we stop doing all of this fun stuff around the winter time, and like we're just miserable yes. and hibernating. True, yeah, true. Yeah. Like cuffing season where like nothing's actually happening. Yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, just stayed in again this weekend. Uh, stayed in yeah. again. Watched another movie. What about your new budding relationship, Rude? Okay, well, you know, any excuse to talk about it because it's so nice and mm, 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 dopamine. Um, so we went to KV, Club Sex of Boaten, last... Yes. Oh, when did we go? A couple of weeks in. Sex party uh, a couple of weekends ago. Uh, and yeah, that was insane. And it still, it still felt a bit weird because we were still really quite fresh into the relationship. And because we're long distance, Jacob and I, we hadn't really had enough time together. We had time together, but you know, we're, yeah. we're busy, extroverted, outgoing people. We want to do stuff. We want to go out every time. We want to go out and party and have fun. Um, so we had conversations beforehand about KV of like, okay, well, we haven't really had a hell of a lot of sex between us. Um, you know, we haven't got to that point where it's just so like easy and natural. We're still going through that. Well, at the time, still going through the fun stages of like, oh, like, yeah, is this going to work. Is this the right way to do it? It was. Yeah, it was great. Um, so went to KV, which again, I think is probably my favorite fetish party in London. And for those that don't know, um, what is the kind of premise of KV? Mm. So KV is like a place you you need to dress up in fetish gear they won't let you in on the door if you don't um and it's it's just it's like a club night where fucking and sex is allowed and you can pretty much wear whatever you want as revealing as it as it is as long as it's like yeah fetishy or like show stopping something you just wouldn't wear in the street and they have like you know like a party room they've got like dancers dancers they've got djs um but also other rooms where you can go and fuck and we just had the most amazing time and we both look fucking sick and and yeah had those conversations about like what we wanted to do who we wanted to play with 
Um, and I definitely stated at the beginning, I was like, look, like we haven't had enough time, just you and I, and I, you know, I've got tunnel vision at the moment for you. Um, can we, can I just see how I feel in the moment? And I did. And I had a really, really good time. So there was some crazy shit that went, went down. Ooh. Firstly, the week before Jacob was like, you cannot come this whole week. If you come this week, I get to put down a black mark and use it against you and make you do something naughty at KB, which was like show fucking stopping. And you know, when someone says you can't come, it just makes you want to come so much more. Did you come? It was a whole week, man. It was a whole week. Of course I fucking came. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I could have done that either. Jesus Christ. Just, just no way. Um, and on top of which, also the bratty side of me was like, yeah, I'm going to break the rules yeah. and then you're going to have to make me do something. Oh God, did I regret it in like all the best kind of oh, ways. Ooh. I came a lot. I did come a lot that week. So how um, many black really marks did you have horny. on your naughty list? A lot, <laughs> a lot. So I'm also seeing cattle prod. Yes. Um, and that was hard because I was like trying not to come. And of course, if I'm trying not to come, that makes me come more, makes me more turned on. So ended up like, I think by the end of the week, there was like three solid black marks. Um, but I must have come like, it was like six or seven G-spot comes and like three, three or four clitoral orgasms. Wait, no, there's, the maths you're doesn't a, add either up. Either way, you're a fucking naughty girl. And yeah, she deserved to be fucking punished. Anyway, so the first black mark was so motherfucking evil. Um, we fucked a lot, by the way. We we fucked a lot. And my pussy was not happy at the end of it. What? At, at KB? <laughs> I ended up with like... Uh, yeah, after KB. Okay. Because he stayed after and we just fucked a lot. Yeah. Uh, so the first fuck was... There was like... Okay, I can't remember which way around it was, but there was a, a like a guy in a in a gimp suit yeah. with a strap on on. So a guy in a gimp suit, like full latex gimp suit, standing at the corner. Yeah. Um, and we were we were like, yeah, uh, I was like kind of being bossy with him, telling him to like come sit down, get up, bend over, that kind of yeah. stuff. And then uh, Jacob used one of the black marks to take us, including this gimp guy into the sex dungeon and basically have this gimp fuck me whilst jacob is holding my face and like looking into my eyes so oh, i'm like putting oh, putting his hands on my mouth and my throat Whoa. like and he was just like i yeah basically being fucked by a human sex toy and this 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 person this guy couldn't um you know not to assume gender this person couldn't feel it because it was just a strap on so it was just being used for somebody else's pleasure and wow. oh god it was so good it was so good that sounds hot um, <laughs> that was fucking amazing yeah and also just like how amazing not being intimidated or feeling insecure about someone fucking me right in front of him was just like mind blowing. And I was just so turned on. Um, Another black mark that was used. Oh my God, this one was evil. So we went with Adrena, Mistress Adrena, who we've we've had on the podcast before. Um, She is the dominatrix that has the dungeon and we went with her and a big group of people. And it was just incredible. So, 
you know we were talking about tickling uh-huh. in the other episode so jacob used that against me because he knows how much it makes me squirm and i was just like oh shit so he was basic he basically brought up the conversation of tickling in front of adrena so i'm there just like losing my mind here just like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck i don't know what to fucking do yeah um and he i don't know how it exactly went down but he asks adrena to tickle me in the dungeon oh jesus i'm like <laughs> you can't even talk i'm getting about like it. pussy gallops and everything i can't it's so difficult <laughs> why is it so hard it's like yeah sure i can be fucked by a human sex toy but like talking about tickling just like ends me um oh the joys of having a fetish yeah uh so yeah we went into the dungeon and like use the apparatus and basically Jacob held me up on the apparatus so he's behind me holding my arms on this apparatus while there is a crowd of people watching sitting there and I'm there like oh my god I'm literally just about to be tickled it's like this could be so weird for people to see and then Adrena with her nails (gasps) is like yeah like running her fingers down my armpits and down my sides and like yeah fully tickling me and I'm just like losing my god to mine and jacob's like whispering in my ear shit that's like oh yeah it's just fuck. like everyone's watching you and like all i saw was just like ah, fucking dying wow i was dying it was it was an incredible night but literally like days after i had to like run to the doctors because i was like i have bv thrush and i'm pretty sure i have a uti one of those my times. poor my poor poppers yeah just like not drinking enough like fucking too much creating those micro tears which just allows back bacteria to you know like i don't regret it but fuck me all right well on to the main topic of this episode which is our sex life 10 years ago versus now our amazing team has put together a few questions for us to answer about when we first started come curious and like the difference from like just before we started to now when we've been doing this for like almost 10 years how did you define good sex 10 years ago and how about now so what was good isn't that an interesting question because good sex changes so it really fucking does yeah Good sex back then was like, for me, it was like when it was extremely kinky. Good sex 10 years ago was, I guess, yeah, I guess it was like the minimal kind of exploring kink and stuff. I wasn't so fussed about having to have like a deep connection with someone. I just wanted mm. someone that was dominant and I was like, that's good if if they're dominant. If they give yeah. if they if they yeah. eat me out, that's good sex. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't think I had a very high bar at that point in terms of no. stuff. Although I did remember having my Definitely first not. nipple orgasm ten years ago. Um Oh my yes. and that was really Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Me too. So like I definitely had like an open eye and an open palette for like good things to be happening but i i just think Mm. the bar was so low because i'd had such bad experiences before that so if someone showed me like if someone went down on me for like i remember talking about my my that 
long relationship that I was in at the beginning um, of Come Curious and being like, and then he went down on me for 30 minutes and everyone's like, whoa. (laughs) I'm like, that's the bare fucking minimum now. That is the bare fucking minimum, especially because like going down on somebody for 30 minutes, like they could just be shit, yeah. you know, it's not about time. It's not about time. They, they could have gone down on you and not asked you a single question about how you like it and if this is right. Yeah. For me, it was like extreme, kin- ki- any kind of extreme, kinky, weird role play sex yeah. was amazing. Didn't matter who it was mm-hmm. with. Um, And now it's like, oh no, like. It's all about consent. Yeah. It is like, I want you to be interested in how I receive my pleasure. And I want you to like, yeah, ask ask me about everything. Oh, and be interested. It's not just like, yeah, I want you to tie me up. It's like, oh, how do you want me mm-hmm. to tie you up? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of restraints do you prefer? How do you like it? Do you like to be comfortable? Do you like to be uncomfortable? Like those kind of fucking questions. Yeah. That's good sex. Yeah, for me now, it's more about, well, like, Good sex for me, I have to have a really like good physical connection with someone. Like there has mm-hmm. to be really mm-hmm. good chemistry. I have to be attracted to them. I have like I they need to be fitting my body in a good way and they need to be yes. into the same mm-hmm. things that I'm into in terms of like um the control play in the bedroom. But really good sex for me is having that like that really deep connection with someone where you just like want to fuck their brains out and like become meshed together in a heap of sweaty and it feels like feels like drugs when you're fucking them you're just like this is the best i've ever felt what like the the sex where you go to the universe and back like that's the fucking bar now (laughs) fuck what was one sex myth that everyone believed back then either dick size matters or big dicks equal good sex okay let's go with big dicks equal good sex because yeah that's it i think like i hate to be a size queen a bit but like i know that it's about (laughs) like everyone has their fit right everyone has to yeah it's about the fit have a have a good fit maybe i just have like you know the other day i was talking to someone and i was like maybe i just have a baggy ass vagina and i need a bigger dick like yeah you know what? And that's that's and beautiful. That's okay. And I need the big that's dick okay. to be like, oh, your pussy's so tight, man. I don't want yeah. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> I don't want the opposite. Like <laughs> when they're like, uh, like, can you close your legs? <laughs> <laughs> just squeeze them together. Yeah, just like, should we do doggy? <laughs> Fuck me. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> So yeah, maybe oh. maybe that like the porn star big dick is everything. Um mm-hmm. because it's really not. I mean, we've both experienced big dicks in our lives that have been too big and once they're too big, you can't like you can't have like super rough sex because they're going to fucking hit the back yep. of your cervix and it hurts. Mm-hmm. You get more vaginal health problems when there's a big dick, you know, all of those. Oh things. my god. Yeah, thrush, UTIs, BV, uh, it's just... So yeah, like, it's... Big dicks are great if you have the capacity to take a big dick. But I think, I think I remember... Like, I just didn't know what size I wanted. So I was causing a lot of pain to myself. Mm. Um, especially when you want to have sex a lot. Yeah. Um, it, it's not practical 
just not practical um so yeah it's yeah it's knowing your size knowing your fit you know what i don't know whether this actually counts but when i have amazing sexual chemistry with someone more likely than not their penis is a good size for my pussy interesting i wonder if there's like some science behind i wonder that. that would be cool yeah like you just get mm. magically chemically drawn to people that actually fit you god yeah like the the here and now it's like before we we're like yes married and now we're like oh, that is fuck. so fucking no. true i wanted the whole yeah. hog 10 years ago i was yeah. like give me kids give me marriage give me a stable oh home. my god yeah i will the kids yeah. the kids thing like i will i would like to have three kids by the time i'm 30 and it's yeah. like bitch i'm th- i'm nearly 33 <laughs> man there is no fucking way i want a child no. right now no. no i don't want children right now i i don't know if i do or not i'm very confused about my children um future my children <laughs> i'm very true i'm very confused about my children and I, I yeah, I and my view on marriage has totally changed as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, also, that's a lot of fucking money. A lot of money to get married when you could put that towards actually owning a house, which is almost fucking impossible this day and age. Fuck spending money on weddings. Sorry, like, if yeah, you... Because... I'm sure it's beautiful if you like spending money on weddings. Personally, I do... I could not yeah. waste money in that way. It's it's about priorities, right? There are people that that money is so important for that they have wanted to get married their whole entire lives, and that is that is wonderful. Like if if you have the money, if you save up to do it, if it works for you, then that's amazing. Yeah. But like Florence and I know we were so sucked into the idea that that traditional idea of meeting someone, of getting engaged, of getting married, of getting the house and then having the kids because it was thrown down our throats as kids. It's thrown down our throats still now. Like every every movie, every uh, fucking everything. I was watching Twilight this weekend and I was just thinking about how fucking toxic that relationship yep. is between Edward oh my and Bella. God. And I used to look to that relationship and be like, wow, I wish I had an Edward. And it's like, what? Yeah, what the fuck? He's so fucking mm-hmm. controlling. Yeah. It's like emotionally abusive. He like dumps mm-hmm. her and leaves her in the woods by herself. And then like basically decides that he might, he's going to commit suicide because it's like oh, this whole like Romeo and Juliet oh thing. Oh my God. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. And he literally tells her that if she died he would kill himself and it's like this is crazy <laughs> how if he doesn't have you then how you was would that? die like how no did relationship we have that should be no. that intense no but i was looking at that relationship thinking wow i wish i experienced love that deep you know yeah 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 fucking it's the same with like the u.s office the jim and pam's relationship i used to look up to being like wow it's so beautiful and romantic and then looking back i was like oh wait that's really fucked up like there's a lot of shit that jim does that's not okay like again emotionally manipulative like oh i'm gonna tell you like before you get married that i love you like fuck man i mean not cool see that but that sounds fucked up too man yeah it's like anytime you watched it in a film where like the guys fought over her or like they got really really like violent and aggressive and it's like oh my god that's so hot like yeah. no that is not hot that is terrifying and you need to step away from people like that they have some serious work to do i hate that i romanticized all 
that shit like i really yeah. and yeah. unlearning all that stuff has been a mm. mission and i still think i probably yeah. got it entangled in my brain somewhere for sure i still got the little like toxic like mm, yes tell me like you tell me that you i can't fuck anyone else and you just want me all oh. alone and you're just gonna lock me in a room forever like oh mm. the whole like your mine thing yes what the fuck i own you so fucking much this is the separation between fantasy and enjoying the fantasy than actual reality because if he was like you're mine you can't look at anyone else no one can flirt with you you can't an instant step back so this is like being able to feel safe in that environment to make those little like fantasy fun jokes and like talk about the fantasy toxicity of just like yeah like like but it's still still an influence part of me likes that because of all that stuff though and it's like it probably likes it in a slightly toxic way yeah but that's also okay you know like toxicity can be okay when we recognize that it is toxic that we need to also yeah when we're aware when when we're not hurt harming ourselves or harming another person playing around with toxicity and really fucked up fantasies is fucking amazing and delicious and naughty okay favorite position then versus now oh fuck oh god when did we come up with the lazy bitch? Because I feel like that was quite, like I that was our favorite position for a while, and it's not my favorite position now. Yeah, I think I'm still into the lazy Are bitch, you? and I think I was then. I definitely remember like having that was my favorite way to have sex back then for sure. Yeah. Um, but I also wonder, and I wonder this: is there like an element of separation with the lazy bitch because you're not making eye contact, you're not into each other so this is why i don't um, like and it there's now. a yes 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 yeah 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 it's almost a, like a it's like a safety blanket of like you don't have to see me when i'm vulnerable don't you know don't look at me like i could get into my little fantasy uh. world and like and like think about tickling or think about my fantasies to try yeah. and finally come yeah. see now my favorite position is always going to be missionary because it's the most yeah. connected position that you can do. Yeah. Like you're literally it like is, staring yeah. into each other's eyes. It feels fucking good. There's so many different ways you can have missionary sex with your legs over mm. their shoulders or like, you know, down the bar. I don't know. I just love it. Feels fucking yeah. good. They can get fucking deep. And like, I can look at their eyes and they can spit in my mouth and like, all of that juicy shit i mean i still love the lazy bitch like i love that especially because i think it fits really neatly into kink yeah it's like you know i can i can feel used i can feel like like i'm not sure what's going on because i can't see it feels a bit like a blindfold so it just depends depends on like what the what kind of fuck you're looking for yeah okay so how did you identify back then versus today Ooh. Fuck. I was bisexual then. Yeah. I was fully bisexual. Yeah. And now I'm pansexual now. I realise yeah. I'm fully pan. Well, I was straight <sighs> back then. Yeah. Oh my God, of course. You were straight. <laughs> Holy shit. Very fucking, very, just, yeah, very straight. Thought I was straight. I, yeah. I definitely, yeah, really I had had moments before that point where I had explored or like, 
thought I was bi or thought I was gay moments. Mm -hmm. But I always went back to like, no, 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 that doesn't work. I'm straight. Like, oh, I wish I was bi, but I'm just straight. So like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was me back then, but I am now an open and proud bisexual. I identify as queer and I've been finally finding my queer community and it's been like, the best fucking thing ever. I, you know what I realized yeah. recently? All of my best female friends are bisexuals and pansexuals. How fucking amazing, amazing is that? And I was like, I've slowly like yeah. just found my people. I was trying to think like identity wise, if I was at that point being like, I am a sex worker. I don't think I was. I think I was like webcamming. Yeah. Oh, I do web, I do modeling, online modeling. But I don't think I was like, I also don't think the term sex work was really in back then. I don't think it was either. No. It was like, you know, it's a very modern term. I think because it was either you're a webcam model or you're a fucking prostitute. That was like it. That was, those are the two choices. I I used to webcam back then as well, but I would have never have told anyone that. Like I wouldn't have spoken about it openly. You know, it would have been a very like hidden part of my income. Whereas now we're like out and proud only fans creators look at look at us growing oh <laughs> we grew up into sex workers <laughs> yes we did yeah okay did either of you have a quarter life crisis fuck yes yeah. absolutely uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like what i'm trying to think the ages like yeah it was like early early 20s the early 20s or mid 20s yeah either like early to mid my quarter life crisis was like around the time that i was turning 30 it was like in between oh, maybe you're stuff. right because no i think mine was early, when i definitely. when i think about that i had a very like just the year before i turned 30 i was having a very existential time in my life where i was like oh my god what's my purpose in life like I need to have a baby Mm. that whole time where I was like I might Mm. even do this by myself have a baby because I felt like I needed some kind I was like this is my purpose right like I'm supposed to be a mother because that's what I had thought my whole life from the age of like being a kid when they give you a fucking doll to push around in a pram and I was like obviously all the flower yeah and then after obviously the relationship not working out and I was like, wow, what am I supposed to be doing? I was watching so much Keeping Up with the Kardashians back then and like looking mm. at them with all their kids, thinking like, oh my God, like I don't have that. Like what am I what am I yeah. doing with my life? It was horrible. Yeah, who am I? That is yeah, that's, that was a big one. Yeah. I think before thirty people do freak out a hell of yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, mine was mine was definitely early twenties, early to mid twenties. Yeah. When I just finished uni and mental health was just honestly so awful and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with like knowing that I wanted to go into porn but also the rest of the world telling me that I shouldn't go into porn and I shouldn't be doing like sex work um and yeah I just think that like really really fucked me up like OCD was through the roof probably like my worst time for depression anxiety my obsessive compulsive disorder like kicked off man it fucking kicked off yeah, yeah. nasty yeah cool. they're real Thank god it's... they're fucking real man yeah yeah fuck thank god for therapy 
Thank God. Literally. Okay, so what did aftercare mean to you back then versus now? Lul. Okay, aftercare was like <laughs> was like a hug after fucking. Yeah, like a little cuddle. That was it. <laughs> a little cuddle. That was it. Yeah, li- that was just it. Oh, yeah. And if and and we would never ask as well. Can I have a cuddle? We would never ask for the aftercare. Uh-huh. It was just a bit like you were just a bit shell shocked if you don't get a cuddle yes. afterwards. And the cuddle could have been really short as well. It might not have been yeah. like aftercare all night. It might have literally been like go for a fuck, have a little like 10, 20 minute cuddle and then leave, you know? My ex or stay my over ex and used it's weird. to get up after we fucked and jump straight in the shower and leave me in the bed. I didn't even come. That is So I was like sitting there and I would madness. grab my fucking doxy vibrator and give myself a come by myself. And I'd just be lying there like oh, what the fuck is my life? Oh, uh, why why were we with these people? I don't people know. I cried so myself long. to sleep every night. And I and I yes. still stayed. Yeah. That's the wildest part mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are crying yourself to sleep next to your partner, Summer's got to change. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I did exactly the same yeah. thing. But aftercare yeah. for Fuck. me now is like, like forehead kisses. And like, mm-hmm. I guess it means a little a bit different. It, it's, it, and I feel like aftercare is for everything, like not just kink. And I think maybe before yeah, I was definitely like, not. only wouldn't I would only see aftercare in kink situations. But now I'm like, no, aftercare needs to be mm. after every sexual act because sex is vulnerable um yes yeah and communicating what you want is okay and if you want Mm -hmm. forehead kisses and cuddles and you just need like a little like skin contact time after whatever but yeah it could just be anything that you want it to be as long as you communicate yeah for for me i've realized that i don't need cuddles but i need like conversation Mm. and questions and talking about the sex afterwards Um, because sometimes like sex can be extremely overwhelming and sometimes i'm just like ah don't want to be touched right now um so just having somebody there like lying in bed and being i guess being interested in how the sex was for you is is my form of aftercare um yeah and oh my god the like the three day later text or like like yeah checking in days after about that sex either 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 via text or talking about it with that person in person be like yeah so when we did that how did that feel you know like now we've had some time to process and think about things like what did you think of the experience like that kind of stuff is just so powerful you can't go wrong if you do a check-in text especially if it's like a fuck where you literally fucking leave same night. Yeah, I don't think I would ever have thought of aftercare for like casual sex before now, but mm-hmm. now I really I find it really important to have a check-in after someone fucks me because otherwise I just feel used. Yeah. Yes. And recognizing that it's not just people who are submissive that need this idea of aftercare. Dominant, dom people also need an element of aftercare depending what that looks like for them. But making sure that they know that, especially if you're doing fun kink stuff or like playing with role play, making sure that they're aware that like, hey, it is what I wanted to do. I did feel safe with you. Um, You know, you you allow me to express myself. Like, are you feeling okay? You know, you're not a bad person, especially if they have, um, if they're dealing with mental health issues or if they have OCD, especially if they have OCD, um, people can really get in their heads about the kind of sex that they have. Yeah. 
And the last question is, what did you think that you'd never do that you have done now? I think I've done everything. <laughs> everything, everything that you like think you'd never do. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Yeah, like I'm trying to think that. Like I don't even think there was anything I would never do. Like mm. yeah. Mm. I don't know. I've, I'm trying to think of like extreme yeah. stuff. Maybe I got to stop thinking at the extreme. I'm just like, oh yeah, I thought I would never do vomit play yeah. during like sex, and I definitely did that on webcam. Mm. Yeah, like deep throated a dildo. I drank loads of water for this guy on oh. webcam. Deep throated a dildo until I puked wow. it all up everywhere. Wow. Yeah, wow, fascinating, yeah, right? Was I was like, never, never would have done that. But also, that was ages ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably never thought that I would go and have public sex at a sex party. I never thought I would fuck next oh, to yeah. some curious oh, fuckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never, <laughs> I ne- like all of that. There's so many things that I think that I would never thought I would do, like rimming. I never thought I'd rim someone. I never mm. thought I would fucking oh my put God. my finger up some guy's ass. Um, <laughs> I never even thought that I would do anal sex. Do you remember like our first videos on Come Curious where I was like anal no Not no yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you. i'm back you. to that yeah. point now just because my arsehole's a little sensitive little bitch but like <laughs> but still like i've had a lot of great anal experiences um so yeah there's been so many things kink wise yeah I, pegging maybe maybe i was like i'm never gonna find someone into pegging yeah but it's not really stuff I wouldn't do. I was like, I'm, I was pretty like, I want to try <laughs> You are, everything. to be fair. I was the more like yeah. prudish one. Where I was like, mm, mm. no, I'm okay. It's, I don't, it's not really, I don't think that's fair. It's not really prudish. It's just like, <laughs> you you know, you didn't feel comfortable with it. It was out of your comfort yeah. zone. But now I'm at this point mm. where I would probably try everything, you know? Yeah. Like not maybe not yeah. everything. Like I'm not sure that I'd ever do scat play or anything like that. And I'm not into food well, play really. But I would try you it. You know if what? Like like it, you know. I'm very much down for like you just got to try everything once yeah. or twice. What was it we were saying? Try everything yeah. twice. And I almost feel like the more gross it is, the more I'm like, well, I got to try that. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah. I don't think I would have anyone shit on me or shit on my mouth, but I would definitely shit on someone. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like I'm what? thinking about like the, you know, when we, we spoke to the London Vagabond yeah. and we spoke to Toilet and like definitely would try and shit on him. I'd try. Yeah. yeah. I never thought I'd have a, I go. never thought I'd have a threesome with your friend in. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. <laughs> oh shit yeah i never thought i would try and go a week without coming (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think of like and and enjoy it (laughs) i'm trying to think of like a kinky thing that i would Mm. do now pegging i still don't know how i feel about pegging because i yeah i'm not it's not something that i am inclined to try out oh i thought of one i i thought i would never never do a tickle shoot with like a tickle creator i never thought i would do that or be gang tickled at a tickle fetish party that i created 
and now of course i would yeah, yeah would fucking do that yeah this is very true i never thought yeah. i would put boy girl content on my only fans <laughs> oh my god yeah you fucking slut i love this we're turning into little <laughs> porn stars over here aren't we we are yeah and we're just loving every moment of it god it sucks when you're just when you just second guess yourself and think that you you shouldn't be doing the things that you want to do yeah. god it, it affects it affects everything it affects like how you feel about yourself and all those relationships are they're like so uncomfortable with it and i'm like but i'm my happiest when i'm me like why would i want to stop all doing that yeah just because you have a problem with it just because the world and society has a problem with it ah uh, yeah well, big up yeah well 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 what a beautiful episode this has been jam-packed full of good so, info like too much everyone's like whoa too too much <laughs> brain overload it's like when you try yeah. and like listen to a podcast while doing something you're like actually wait no i i actually need to listen to this you have to go back yeah. rewind so yeah i hope that mm. you enjoyed mm-hmm. this episode if you did share it far and wide share it with all your friends we need more curious fuckers out there we need to infiltrate your friend groups just that one needs to be a curious fucker and that one needs to be a curious yeah of course you can keep up to date on our instagram at come curious as well as our personal accounts florence bark and read amber x and remember to give us a rating and a review because it does help us get into more people's ears oh yeah we really hope you've enjoyed this episode of course you can help us out and join our patreon um, as little as a dollar a month, like anything, anything is great. Yeah. And watch our YouTube videos. Go back to the first first videos yeah. on our oh, YouTube and see how different we oh, were. Fuck. Wow. Well, no, don't do that. It's embarrassing. Anyway, bye, Kieran. Bye. Bye. Love you all. Bye. <laughs>